Sith brothers and sisters. Purebloods, cultists, rebel scum, on the run, but most importantly, my fellow Star Wars fans, Lord have mercy! <laughs> it's been a really difficult past month since I last touched base with you guys. Life's just really pushing a lot of buttons and trying me. So I've been just really just trying to take some R&R. Work's been burning me out and other things going on outside of work. Not to get too into detail, um, my two best friends that I am really close to that I see and hang out with all the time got COVID earlier this month. So there have been times where I've just really felt like shutting myself in a hole and... You don't realize how much of a life you don't really have until the people that you're closest to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get taken out of the picture there for a bit. So, yeah, it's been really, it's been really difficult. And, of course, going into the holidays, you know, it's when you're by yourself, this time of year is really not easy. So for all my fellow Star Wars fans out there, you guys got a lot of shit going on. If you're by yourself or you're going through a lot of shit, I just, you know, I I am always here if you need it. Uh if you know, you can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, however um Pretty sure almost everybody listening is friends with me on one, if not both, platforms. So, just please, I cannot, I cannot undersell that enough. So, quite a bit of a big update, I guess, since I last saw you guys about a month ago. Uh, let's see. In terms of purchases, let's see. Looking around my room to make sure I don't want to for don't want to get in trouble. This is how I this is uh, this is how I hold myself accountable. Um, <laughs> I did get the Hallmark uh, C three PO and Babu Frick ornament from Hallmark uh, a couple weeks ago. I've been going back and forth about that since that ornament came out last year. And I was just like, fuck it. You know, I don't need it, but I ended up buying it. It legit plays the whole clip from episode 9 where Ray asks Babu Frick, you know, uh, about how this is going to work and everything. So, I just, I had to because it also ties in and correlates to... At least one of my tattoos. So we've got the Hallmark ornament. 
I got a, which I think I had just gotten it, or I know I had just ordered it, but I got my little miniature Galactic Hero AT-AT. The thing's probably about the size of your palm. It wasn't necessarily the one initially that I thought, but hey, considering we're, you know, we're a little tight on space, I'm not complaining. I also... I have, I did order earlier or a couple weeks ago, waiting for that to come in. Uh, an artist that I follow who captures Adam Driver very well. Uh, I ordered a couple more prints of his, one of them being from The Last Duel, which I saw a couple of times. So I just, I love the way. He, he captures Adam Driver's face and I just I've got room for 11 by 14 or 11 by 17 I got room for that stuff so it's all good um no Funko Pops no figurines no t-shirts um comic book wise I do have on order, although I know it got pushed back until later in December, uh, Crimson Rain, uh, the first issue that gets ready to come out, which I think I'm probably just going to end up waiting for the tr uh, first trade paperback next year just because I'm so far behind in my reading. I legit have completely spaced out on my reading. Uh really have been trying to trying to find time to get back into it but I just you know I really I think especially with me going into the holidays I you know I really I really truly you know I get some peace of mind being able to go through and read just because I've got so much of it so I really am gonna try and commit better to that between the end of the year and of course going into next year I need to, I just I need to really jump back on that um streaming wise eh, I've made a I made a little bit of headway in watching uh where I left off in Clone Wars season four but I just uh I just I've just completely overwhelmed and just mentally just feel like I'm drowning in places. So Pinky Promise next time hopefully I will have a better report on my reading. Uh let's see. Tattoos. Big 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 update. So <laughs> So I got the Sith-3PO last month before I finally got Kylo finished. And a couple weeks ago, I got a teeny little uh, tattoo from, I guess you could possibly say Episode 7. Um, it's just little pew pew pews. Uh, three little TIE Fighters and a sunset. So, finally I've been thinking about something to put over, put, put on that part of my hand. And 
I just, I finally, I was like, you know what? I can very easily add on to that later on down the road. Uh, for December, I'm actually taking a break from tattoo appointments just because I finally have decided to get myself vaccinated. Uh, it's just... Got a lot going on personally, professionally, and with my two best friends getting it and them making it through okay. Uh, now a couple days after getting my first Pfizer. So um, it's just, it's the right thing to do. And just oddly enough, which I didn't plan it that way, but it just, it happened to be on Adam Driver's birthday, you know. And just in case, but... <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny after the fact, but I just, I've been going back and forth on it for a while and I just, it just finally, just finally felt like it was time. Plus I feel like we're getting to the point now where those of us that aren't, you know, they're just, they're kind of putting in a position where you're going to have to. So... You know, thankfully had, I'd probably over-prepared to have some bad reactions to it. But other than a little bit of a sore arm, uh, yesterday everything went perfectly fine. So, I don't want to get into a rant about vaccine. You know, it just, I really don't. But, um, I'm just, I'm glad, you know, to finally, finally felt like I was in a position where I could finally go do that. Um... But January will be my next tattoo appointment. Looking at my birthday, getting my next one, which will be 15. So I keep thinking about finally doing Kylo's ship, the TIE silencer. However... Another idea has presented itself, which I'm like, hmm, I think that would be pretty neat. Um, I saw an idea that somebody had posted, because I follow quite a few artists that aren't local to Richmond. And somebody had shared a just an ordinary blade going through a Stormtrooper helmet. So... I've gone back and forth. I've got the Wayfinder, a.k.a. Holocron. I've got C-3PO. And I have pretty much come to the conclusion, plus I have friends telling me, you need to get the Ochi of Bestoon Blade from Episode 9 to complete the trifecta. So, seeing that idea a couple weeks ago, it really jump-started an idea of getting... The Ochia Bestoon Blade piercing an FN2187 helmet. So, I, I feel like I keep seeing that on my leg somewhere. I have my other quad that I could do. That area is really not that bad. Um, I also have, I could have it going down my leg on my calf. So I've, 
I keep seeing that idea on my leg and I really feel for whatever reason that idea I feel like getting more than I do the Kylo ship just because I can't figure out an idea of what to do with the TIE silencer without it looking like cut and paste. So because the uh, Ochia Bestoon blade piercing the FN2187 helmet seems more concrete, um, I really feel like that would be my leading idea. Plus, I know my guy's really good at line work. Um, wouldn't necessarily need a whole lot of color. Maybe some leather on the the handle of the blade. And then, of course, you get the red smudges on the FN2187 helmet. Um, but I just, I really like that idea and I definitely, I've, I feel like that's where a lot of my energy is going towards. So for my birthday, more than likely, that's going to be my next tattoo. Uh, one of the two will definitely, I'll have to keep you posted and see, unless I find a, I've got plenty of time to finalize. So if I find a good tie silencer idea, then so be it. Um, Anyways, that is all for tattoos. I haven't purchased anything else. I haven't. Um, I did purchase a gift for somebody uh, that I plan on giving them in a couple weeks. That it, It's not for me, so I don't necessarily want to talk about it. Um, but I got, I had the honor and privilege of finally meeting one of uh, one of the guys responsible for kind of really bringing me into the fray with Star Wars podcasts and the sequels and just I talk quite a bit about these guys, uh, the New Force Order podcast, Alex Doc and. Um, Oh shit, Alex is Doc. <laughs> Doc, GGP, and Spiro, of course. You guys are, you know, I know we've been through our ups and downs, but I finally got to meet GGP at a show a couple weeks ago, and a lot of Star Wars talk, and um, so I'm really excited to see to see how this gift is received so anyways if you're down for shenanigans star wars shenanigans definitely go give my boys a gander new force order podcast available wherever you can check out podcasts uh let's see Looking around my room. Yeah, I haven't purchased anything else. A pinky promise. I don't think I have. Mm. Yeah. I think I think we're I think we're good. Um <laughs> Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and switch gears. Let me get lined us uh let me get lined up for book review here. We'll see how far we get this week. Sit tight, be right back.
Okay, so we got about roughly 44 minutes or so to get as far as we can in book review. Um, I'm going to do my best to do a recap here before we jump right in. I believe we're only up to chapter 10 still. So basically, so far what we've read in the book, a smuggler by the name of Jet Nebula uh, is sent to... And happens to stumble across the ship in the beginning named Cinzia, which is the whole main focus of the story is the, sh the origin of the ship, where it came from, who's responsible for it. It ends up getting turned over to Tassa Baresh, who happens to be a hut. They are auctioning off what they found. You've got the Republic and the Jedi and the Sith all trying to play coy about being interested in this auction. Sith Apprentice by the name of Eldon Axe is sent with an Imperial Envoy. While her master Darth Kratos is kind of hanging out above all the action. Waiting for an update. The Republic sent Ula V. Who is a, happens to be a double agent for the Empire. But the Republic doesn't know it yet. He's sent with the Republic delegation. And covertly, a Jedi apprentice by the name of Shigar Konshi goes with a ex, I don't want to say black ops, but like an ex-ranger for hire, Laren. They end up sneaking onto Hutta. So you've got all these people converging. When they finally get there, they discover for auction is actually the code to what's inside the vault. Of course, you've got the Navicomp for the Cinzia, apparently. And this mystery metal piece that looks like it's got some sort of a biological component to it. To add on to everybody trying to converge on this auction for the Cinzia on Hutta, you have a rogue Mandalorian by the name of Dow Striver, who is asking a lot of questions about this woman named Lima Zandrit who we eventually discover happens to be Eldon Axe's mother, who's apparently been gone for a very long time. Sith consider her a traitor. So you've got a lot of pieces at play, a lot of people asking questions about this ship, a lot of interest involved. So now we, it's all about how it's going to go down. So starting with chapter 10, 
Laren and Shigar notice a Mandalorian coming by and they duck. Once Laren determines that it's not Dow Striver, she asks somebody nearby who it was. Akshay Shanka, stay away from him. They're down in the utility shaft underneath the vault, and they come to a junction. Another light in the tunnel appears, and they stop. Someone else was down in there with them. A three-man Hortec maintenance team. Shigar uses telekinesis to move him along. They stop and look up where the team was and notice growing or extruding wires. They decide to keep moving. Whatever was going on up there is none of your business. They take out quite a few drones... And the last one they come across happens to be a little bigger. Shigar flings his saber and brings the ceiling down on top of it. Shigar finally spots a way to get them into the basement, which is full of oil barrels covered in insect shells and dust. One sealed door later, they find themselves in a cellar used for food or the back of the kitchen. Shigar ends up nabbing a servant for information and just plays off that they've lost their way. Where's the convoys? Servant works laundry detail mentions where they are opposite entrances back to one another. The Public envoy, Ula V, is the closest to him. They take out security and come across a surprise in the suite, everybody on the floor. A godly dressed Twi'lek by the name, or we assume it could be Yema, who Yema was the Twi'lek responsible for taking the envoys down to see before the auction what's up for sale. Uh, Twi'lek seems a little startled. Laren asks what happened. Says the envoy was missing. The rest were all drugged in a cantina. Twi'lek proclaimed their innocence in this. Laren knocks him out while they check his information. Shigar wakes a fallen Potanin who jumps. He introduces them, tells Grandmaster Satil Shan to send them help. It's a lie. Potanin asks where the envoy is, says V was talking to a guy named Jet Nebula when a Mandalorian showed up and they were ambushed. Potanin didn't know the name of the Mandalorian. Laren deduces it could very well be an active Dow Striver. 
a complication mission should still continue Shigar asks Potanin about what they saw down in the auction vault talks about the Navicomp and the weird piece of metal ask for the route to there has Laren stay and wake up the rest of the team while Shigar goes with Potanin to check out this weird artifact Chapter 11. Darth Kratos patches into his apprentice Elden Axe for an update. Elden spots no Jedi among the Republic's envoy. Says that if they're here, they're maintaining a low profile. Kratos concludes this and affirms that they still plan to steal it. Or that they could possibly still be there to steal it. Hold on. Plans to steal it before them or they would be visible by now. Puts Eldon on notice about her task and her mission. She sets charges. Apparently the vault has its own air power supply. And it's surrounded by empty space. Tripped with laser wires and alarm loud enough to wake up the Emperor on Droman Koss. As she's crawling through, the charges start going off. Careful of the base repulsors, she's in the gap between the vault and the barrier of Ferrocrete, which be- starts to become hot. She's not sensing anything amiss. However, she can sense whatever biological component is on the artifact. Four clusters. She does a final scan of the area before cutting through the last barrier and senses a Jedi finally. Assuming it's Shigar that he's bypassed the alarms and cuts through the outer, the locks of the outer door. So he's coming in a different way than she is. Chapter 12. Dow Striver webs Ula and Jet to their chairs. Remember a couple chapters ago. Ula decided to go meet Jet for some drinks and he was drugged. Dow Driver shows up and takes them both. So they're secured in a dining room. Dow asks Ula how he knows his name and mentions the report that Stan Tors received from Satil Shan that first ID'd Ula. Excuse me, first ID'd Ula. Jet makes a wise crack at Dow, but Dow shoots back that he hears the captain was the last man to sp- was the last man to speak to the Cinzia. News he received from a former crewmate, Shinquo. Dow wants to know what was said. Jet resists, but Ula speaks up and says he heard the recording and nothing was revealed. Diplomatic mission did not want to be boarded. 
No names mentioned. Possibility that the recording was edited. Dow asks if the name Lima Zandrit means anything to them. Jet makes another joke about that being his sister and gets smacked in the throat by the butt of Striver's gun. Patience wearing thin, Dow lets out she disappeared 15 years ago and was an Imperial droid maker. Her name was never mentioned by the Cinzia crew and that there were no no survivors aboard. Two distant explosions are heard in the distance. Alarms start going off. Dow knows exactly what he found. Hold on. Dow wants to know exactly what Jet found and gave to the huts. Ula, detecting a tone of urgency in his voice, tells Dow that he saw what was up for sale, questions whether or not the Navicomp is still fully intact, and then a piece of rare metal metal with biological components on it, tries his best to describe this to Dow. Dow pulls up a palace map on Hollow and asks which vault it's in. Now questioning what Dow's stake is in all this, does he know what the mystery metal piece is? Jet downplays, saying he'll sell anything, but Dow points out he didn't think so either when he turned it over to the huts. Ula says if his hands are freed, he'll show where it is. That there are approximately seven max security vaults into Sabresh's compound. Ula points out a possibility and gets one hand free on the blaster in his pocket and shoots. Missing Dow, he's quickly rebinded. Laren with Potanin slicing into security. Getting intel on Dow, Ula V. Yema is with them, quickly conveys his mistress's apologies. She throws out at Yema that Amando is on the loose, to which he responds... They don't like to be watched too closely. Now you know why. Maybe this will change things. She's trying to locate the missing yon- envoy. Yama walks off. Still no hits on either Dow or Ula. And if they're moving, nothing is tracking them yet. Laren's getting frustrated. She tries Jet Nebula's name and gets a hit instantly. Location in a coded distress call for help. Confirming V was the last with Jet, Laren, and Potanin. Now split off to find him. Leaving half the security detail there. As they travel near the ping location, they hear two distant blasts followed by a flicker of light. They come across a small location where the ping distress call came, no sign of either Jet or Ula. A scared droid hiding out. 
droid is making gestures and signaling, Laren struggles to decipher what the droid is saying. The droid uh, being the little droid that was with Jet Nebula. Something about Jet left a flag here to help find him. Droid is trying to get help to go get him. Gestures that he knows where Jet is, a dining room not far from here. Dow confirms the vault, uh, correct vault location with Ula and asks Jet if he has any questions. Jet is wondering why the Mandalorian wielded himself in there with them. Knocking on the door startles everybody. Jet tells Ula to close his eyes. Door comes busting in. Potanin's voice is a welcome sound to Ula. Potanin was the head of security charge with guarding Ula when they left for Hutta. In case you forgot. Smoke clears. Dow's nowhere to be found. Surprise, surprise. Two other guards and a female in white armor survey the scene. Uh, ask both captives what Dow was after. More than likely the Navicomp. Means something to him apparently. Laren's helmet comes off and Ula thinks she's pretty. <laughs> oh boy. So, chapter 13, Shigar realizes the inner door to the vault won't open until the outer one is closed. His sense is heightened when he notices the inner door is unlocked. Attacking him, small but strong, Eldon's skills test Shigar. He breaks the he breaks the inner door. Hold on. He breaks and tries to bring it down on Eldon. One shard cutting her eye. Ouch. She wields force lightning for the first time and scorches Shigar. Both intermittently distracted by someone possibly trying to come through into the vault. Wasn't the tunnel route... Axe took because she sealed it behind her. She's weak on the floor. Comlink warning comes through that Dow is on the way for the Navicomp. Axe is slightly startled but also realizes her opponent is an apprentice such as herself. He disarms her. Pushing her towards the outer door it breaks. Dow is in there behind her. Now Eldon is trapped. Only chance for survival for her now being between a Jedi apprentice and a Mandalorian who beat her was to set off a charge. Chapter 14. Yama stops Laren and company is pleased to see the envoy, Ula V, has been returned safely. 
However, Laren warns that they're under attack. Tells Yema that a Mandalorian is after the Cinzia's Navicomp. Says that attacks are common, however, still in a state of disbelief because apparently, hold on, no alarms triggered in that area. Yema tells Laren that she's an unregistered guest and asks what her intentions are. Found the security breach trail, says the kidnapping was a distraction. Tries to turn them around back to the envoy's quarters, but Laren is persistent that Dow is trying to break into the vault. They fall in line behind her and head towards the vault. He calms the Imperial envoy to meet them at the vault. Ula kicks up a little bit of a fuss. Jet picks up on Ula's fascination with Laren and and gives him some shit for it. Wearing she apparently she's wearing beat up armor and has black tattoos across her cheeks. Makes a comment to Ula that they're both faking it. They get towards the vault area and there's debris everywhere and chaos. A tall man in an imperial uniform comes over and is disgusted. Asks Ula and his entourage if you had any hand in this. Another big explosion. Ula covers his ears. Yema and Laren move forward with two dirt droids. Ula wondering what Jet meant by Laren being a faker. Barrier has finally been breached. A sound of intense fighting. Now, hold on. I'll try to cram the tunnel. Ceiling coming down on top of everybody. Silence in an angry female voice. We do not recognize your authority. Final chapter review for today. Chapter 15. Shigar, Eldon, and Dow have a standoff. A lot of frustration as to who should and shouldn't be here. Dow's actions on Coruscant earlier make Shigar's involvement now necessary. Dow's disappointed that Eldon is there. Getting killed is not honoring your mother. Striver's stubby pistol, a disruptor, is apparently outlawed in all civilized society. Weapon losing its charge, he brandishes a vibroblade. Shigar saves Eldon. Dow tries to escape by bringing more of the ceiling down on top of him. The vault door now becomes molten. However, 
No one is still in, uh, it's still showing no signs of anyone being inside the vault. Dow is now down. Huda's security joins the party. There's definitely something going on inside of the vault. An arachnid creature emerges, silver skin, standing roughly two meters high, sprouting six legs. The creature inside the vault was spitting out blue fire darts. Another arachnid emerges as the first one goes down. Dow starts shooting missiles at the vault. Third creature emerges, situation now Entirely getting out of hand, all three creatures are now firing upon everybody. Shigar tells Laren and Co. that they need to leave immediately, that the situation is not safe. So, finally clearing five chapters. That's where we're going to go ahead and cut off for today. Next week, we will be picking up with... 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, I want to apologize that it's been some time since the last review. I really apologize. Just have a lot of shit going on with work and holiday schedules. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I really, truly hope and pray that you guys join me next week. I hope all of you have a great and happy Thanksgiving. We'll probably, it'll probably be Black Friday or um, next weekend, the weekend after Thanksgiving when I finally get down to record again. So as always... Thank you. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. And until next time, may the force be with all of you.